JetBlue News, Marriott Dynamic Pricing, and an all-new Wells Fargo MasterCard on today's Melanomic Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Myelonomic Square Podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Myelonomic Squared Podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. I think I'll take this first one because I'm a I'm a JetBlue kind of guy. I live in Boston, and we've got a bunch of news from JetBlue here. I don't know if all of it is what they wanted to announce. I think the thing that they intended to announce was they're launching Boston to London service starting this summer. And that's been uh, going on for a while. They started running out of New York some time ago, but... That news was kind of overshadowed by a couple of things, some major service recovery issues that they've had after some, they blamed it on weather in Florida. Hey, yeah, come on. Okay, there's weather in Florida, so the summer reading them for three days. I personally experienced that coming back Monday, and it was brutal. But they also bid uh, $3.6 billion for Spirit Airlines, which has me terrified. I mean, the thought of JetBlue <laughs> being pulled down by the quality of experience over spirit has me really, really discouraged about the future for JetBlue here in the Northeast being such a big carrier out of Boston. But I think it opens up the potential that they might be flying more out of LA. What does this news mean to you if this happens? Yeah, I think that could be good for us out here, Robert. You know, we talk a lot about JetBlue and it's it's weird. It's mostly because it's more in your backyard than it is in mine. And But Spirit does have some presence in Los Angeles. I'm struggling to see the overlap here, though. You know, we on the show a couple weeks ago mentioned the Spirit Frontier merger. I mean, there seems to be a more logical combination there just because they're running the same business model. I'm fearful who goes up or who goes down with their business model here, Robert. Could this be the spiritification of JetBlue or is it the JetBlueification of spirit? <laughs> I think that matters. It does. It does, right? I mean, I see these crazy low fares down to Florida and I just don't take them. I, I ignore them. I, I, I wish there was a way on Google Flights to say ignore Frontier and Spirit. And so if they became one entity, it would have been more convenient for me. I just ignore one airline. Now it has a chance to pollute. The, I mean, can you imagine like, and you see this, right? I, I, I saw a photo the other day of a US Airways cart on an American Airlines plane, uh-huh. you'd feel it uh, forever, like the big front seat, and there'd be this confusing overlap for a long period of time. I don't think it would be good con- for consumers in any way. I want no part of it. I want Spirit to merge with Frontier and uh, c- contain the damage of these uh, ultra-low-cost carriers. <laughs> yeah, it's like putting a concrete wall around a nuclear reactor, yeah. <laughs> Robert, it reminds me a lot of that Virgin America-Alaska Airlines merger as well. Yeah, where it does, it does. Uh, you were flying on a plane and you'd get on and you'd go, oh, yeah, this is an old Virgin plane. And then all of a sudden, poof, those planes were gone. Yep. And that would be really sad. I know you're a fan of JetBlue Mint. It would be really, really sad. I don't think it's the spiritification of JetBlue if it happens. I think that maybe they just want slots at, at airports, maybe even. Maybe they don't have any. You guys can keep the yellow planes, do whatever <laughs> you want with them, send them back to the bank. <laughs> we just want your slots at the airport and and that's it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's one of those airlines. There's a couple that we talk about on this show all the time, Robert, that we really like JetBlue, I'm saying, but we don't maybe necessarily fly them all that much. And I think it's JetBlue, it's it's Breeze, and it's Avilo. Those are like the cult classics of the Myelonomics podcast. And I'd rather see Avilo and JetBlue merge than Spirit and JetBlue or Breeze and JetBlue come back together. That would be a wonderful Ooh. reunion of sorts. That yeah. would be cool. That would be really cool. Like, hey, and guess what? David Nealman, how about you be the CEO again? 
<laughs> there you go, right? It would be like Steve Jobs coming back to Apple. Uh, I mean, really, it could happen. It would. It would. And so, you know, at least they're, they're letting the news be put out there that they're looking to make some moves. And I like that. I think it shows signs of life from an airline that many would say are, is, has been sputtering a little bit lately. Uh, and speaking of sputtering a little bit lately, Robert, let's move to this next one here. Marriott Bonvoy Dynamic Pricing Goes Live. It took a while for them to actually do this, though, Robert. It's, it, we, I think we talked about it in December, and here it is, April, and it's it's finally gone live, I think-ish. You want to update it? Yeah, I had a couple of bookings and flights, so I had personal, uh, you know, some skin in the game, as I might say. Um, I had the, I, I speculatively booked the Ritz-Carlton Maldives. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had it's like, oh, it's gonna go, it's gonna go vertical. It's gonna be this huge number that I can't attain. The property looks beautiful. I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm, I'm gonna stack up a bunch of reservations this summer that I might or might not take. I already did that um, Bora Bora Conrad when that. That's I, right. I, I booked this for the same week, so so both of them are going to happen. In fact, neither of them are probably gonna happen. But I've got my speculative bookings out there. It went from 335k uh, to 385 for a five night stay with the the fifth night free, and that's not that's not terrible. That's not something that was, you know, incredible and went to unattainable. I think that's a a, a pretty soft landing. Uh, another property I was looking at was the JW Marriott Bonnet Creek in Orlando. And that's an interesting property because rates, uh, I think, were going around four fifty a night. And what they they would do there on Fridays and Saturdays uh, was would be sixty k uh, Friday Saturday and fifty k every other night of the week when I was mm. looking. So I couldn't use... It locks you out of certs, couldn't right? couldn't use certificates, right? Even if I wanted to, yeah. couldn't you? And I do have some 50K certificates. And I was thinking that when this went live, the ability to top off certificates with points uh, was going to go live. Well, that's not happening until April, sometime in April. I bet they'll run out the clock till the end of the month here. I thought they would announce these both at the same time, but they still haven't announced that. But in this example, uh, every night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, was less than 50K. It was like 44,000 and 42,000. So I don't know exactly how they price things out, but that would open up all three of those to 50K certs. So, you know, I think there's going to be some winners and some losers here, but ultimately the trend I'm seeing is I, I, they're more useful than before. I think it will be a, a tough thing to use, you know, places like the St. Regis, New York City, so like a very common high-end redemption. But I think in total, we're going to see as many as many winners as losers. And I think you're saying even when Marriott Bonvoy tries to do a devaluation, they can't do it quite right. <laughs> they can't even do it right. That's so true, Robert. Yeah. You know, one of those like conversations that we had, I don't know if it was on the show or off the show, was about, you know, hotel pricing and dynamically pricing a hotel in dollars is easy. You just you just price it. And if people don't want to take the room at that price, you change the price. And, you know, we've seen that. You and I have both seen that where you're looking at the price of a hotel room and it changes daily. And it's very easy to dynamically manage that. But here with points, the, the devaluation, it receives so much like of a spotlight. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Because no one is out there talking about the devaluation of dollars for hotel rooms, or very few people are. And I think that the dollar price of hotel rooms is outpacing the point price of hotel rooms in many instances. You know, we we are insulated from that. How many times do you even search for hotel with dollars, Robert? Yeah, right. Hardly ever. It's almost always either a, a high-end, high-value uh, redemption for a hotel or you you, you just... Uh... Yeah. So it's it's bad out there right now with dollars. You know, Bonnet Creek 450 is, is probably on the low end of where some of these 
options are at that we're looking at 50 and 60k that have gone up a little bit so it's not it's not crazy to see seven or eight hundred dollar hotel rooms in hawaii that are in this 50 60k band i think that there's still value in this program i can't believe i'm saying that robert can you believe i'm saying that <laughs> they have a lot of nice properties actually you know it's true i, I can't I get 22 brands or whatever <laughs> they, it is they got right? more brands yeah. than hilton even uh, i just don't i can't figure out what they're doing Honestly, um, there are some there, <laughs> no. there are some terrible redemptions in the portfolio, and I just have Disney on the brain coming back from it this past weekend. Whenever you talk about points hotels down at Disney, the Swan and Dolphin come up, and they have mm-hmm. been historically some of the worst Marriott redemptions on the planet. But people keep going back to there because they're close to the parks. They're almost a Disney-like hotel. That hotel sometimes would go for two fifty a night, but fifty thousand points a night, and mm. if Marriott went to a strict, you know, 0.8 cents a piece of value, you know, maybe similar to what like Delta has done. You know, there really isn't outsized value on the Delta chart anymore. There's still value in the programs because there's so many darn credit cards you can sign up for. And there's a lot of Marriott credit cards you can sign up for as well. Uh, But I I was expecting to see a property that was 250 kind of come down out of the rafters. It's going to be 25. It's going to be 30. Well, I didn't see any award availability there at all now. So... And then look, maybe they fixed it for us. <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah, there, there's going to be a value here. Let's uh, put a pause on award redemptions at all. So it's really there's uh, like every program, you know, even the the vaunted Hyatt included. Uh, the the hotels that participate in these schemes are pulling their angles too. <laughs> so yeah. if there's a property that wants to block something, they will go ahead and do that. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. It's all personal, uh, but I think there still is a lot of value to be had in the Marriott Bonvoy program. God, I got to get out. I got so many of these points I got to use somewhere, Robert. I just got to do it. I mean, we haven't even talked about occupancy restrictions and all of the other games that they're able to play, but we got to move on. That's another show entirely, Robert. We could do a whole show on that. Yeah. Uh, You want to take this next one? Yeah, I've been interested in this Built Rewards uh, MasterCard. I was on the prowl for it for some time. It's got a unique uh, characteristic, and it seems to be getting more and more partnerships that, you know, the ability to transfer specifically to AA can be very compelling to people who are blocked out from City or Barclays. Uh, the ability to transfer to Hyatt, it seemed like Chase was uh, an exclusive partner of theirs. So you can transfer to the, those those partners. That's really weird. I don't know how they've been able to do that. Yeah, and I was yeah. looking to get the card about a month ago, and I couldn't find one anywhere. I couldn't find a way to sign up for this thing. I, I got on their wait list. I clicked around at a bunch of uh, bloggers. <laughs> uh, the, you know, They had links to get 50 things. And I think even when people didn't have 50 redemptions com- de- completed, the, the ability to sign up for it was depleted. But it's because they were kind of going quiet before they came back strong here. And it's with a, a you know, pretty legit bank, Wells Fargo is issuing it. It's wild. You go to Wells, the Wells Fargo website, you see this Built Rewards MasterCard, which I have always thought since Built came around was kind of a, you know, like a just it's got a very specific angle. It's supposed to be a credit card for renters and changing things that way. But, you know, the ability to yeah. earn three points per dollar at restaurants, if given, you know, if you're over 524 and et cetera, et cetera, it's a pretty compelling value proposition. And it still doesn't come with a welcome bonus, which I think is going to be limiting the excitement for some. But you can just go to the Wells Fargo website and get it now. And you can even refer for it, even if you don't have it. <laughs> if you had a, a, you can get a built, uh, you know, you can set up. The oh app. yeah, just a built yeah. rewards account. Yeah. Yes, and if you if you refer five people, you can get twenty five thousand points. 
if you refer four people, you get zero points. So it's <laughs> a breakage there. <laughs> Don't know four, five people. But uh, what, what do you think about all that? Uh, built coming into the mainstream. Is this uh, something you, you would go for? Uh, under what conditions would this become compelling to you? Well, we're going to talk on the Patreon show, I'm sure, about what's going on in my personal life to keep me from applying for personal credit cards right now. But I think it could be great. And I think for someone who is, let's say, city shutdown and can't get AA credit cards and really wants to start earning AA miles, we've been talking on the show for a while, Robert, about the increasingly strong value in American Airlines miles. And so I think that's part of it. I think somebody that is over 524, as you said, and wants those Hyatt points, that's another option. I don't know how strong this card will be against repeated abuse, let's call it. Um, And I don't necessarily have a lot of data points towards that, but I think it's stronger with Wells Fargo backing it than just independently backed, or I hope it is. But man, I got to say, three restaurant points was amazing even a year ago. And if if you haven't listened to the Built Rewards uh, interview here on this feed that Gideon the Frequent Flyer did, it's a great interview with Richard Kerr. But three points per dollar at restaurants pales in comparison to what some other banks like American Express are offering right now. So if I was a big restaurant spender right now, Robert, I would go with a 5x referral offer on an American Express gold card before I'd go for this, even though I can't transfer those points to the same places that I can transfer these points. I think that I could buy AA miles or Hyatt points with the money that I would make on that card over this. I don't know. What do you think? That's a really good point. Uh, you can buy AA miles. They, they love to sell them. They're not cheap. And, yeah. and I agree they have very unique value. Uh, another angle to consider, you talk about being boxed out by city. Uh, some of us are shut down by American Airlines it's themselves. And so if you are the <laughs> yes. primary, yeah, here you can't add authorized users to this card. At least you couldn't before Wells Fargo started issuing huh. it. Maybe that's changed now, but uh, that could become materially problematic if you have the card and you want to transfer, say, to your spouse's AA account. That wouldn't be possible. They'd want to see, I believe, a name match. So you'd have to get one for your spouse, too. So talk about a very, How, yeah. very narrow utility. Thin. But there is yeah. there is utility for it out there. And um, it's a good point you raised, though. Maybe just uh, earn, the, earn the cash. Uh, buy the miles when you when you need them. Um, I don't know what AA miles typically go for on any day of the week, or you know they're always on sale. It seems like, but it's over one one point five. I would think. No, it's over two. Over two. It's over two right oh, now. Geez. But even there, you're at nine on a gold. That's only six for three X. There you go. So good point. Cash is fungible. Math. Yeah. I. You know, Robert. The last point is. Is this the beginning of a stable of transferable point cards for Wells Fargo, or is it even happening and we don't know about it? That would be you know, huge. This is it would, right? I mean, you you broke the news on you can transfer points. It's not the same thing, but from one Capital One card to a Venture X card and then transfer them out to airline partners is something like that possible with Wells Fargo as well? Yeah, that would be really interesting if this was. You know, that Wells Fargo, just the bank issuing this card, if this was a Trojan horse for Wells Fargo to create a, you know, a <laughs> ultimate rewards, uh, membership rewards kind of competitor. Hey, you know, Wells Fargo, yeah. I've, I've heard some rebellings about them wanting to get more aggressive in the credit card space. And if this could be leveraged for that, that would be a, a oh, tremendous, be tremendous opportunity. Yeah. And, and at what point then, I think that that's when, if I'm Chase issuing United cards or Hyatt cards, I'm going to say, hey, what's going on? I thought our relationship hey, was right. exclusive. Well, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you seeing other people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, speaking of Chase, you want to move on to this 5X Chase offer? 
Yeah, uh, they do this from quarter to quarter. Uh, well, a, a 5X promo on a lot of their co-branded cards. I have a link here in the show notes to check uh, chase.com on my bonus. And you pop in the last four digits of your card and maybe you were targeted via email. But it turns like, you know, a United card into something more akin to a Freedom 5X card, you know, capped at 1500 mm-hmm. for the quarter, categories like travel, gas, grocery, a nice little kicker on top of uh, the other 5X categories that have been coming around. Um, we talked on the page show about the 5X categories. I, I'm having a little bit of a tough time getting out there and doing them this quarter. Uh, you know, the Chase Freedom being Amazon.com and streaming services and some of the other ones just are a little a little rough. Uh, some of the some of the mechanisms that we've used to easily make those 5X categories in the past have been sputtering of late. Uh, something we're hoping is, is coming back, but uh, a p- pretty tough time in the 5X world right now, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Things are fluid, I would say, Robert. Yeah, in the 5X world, for sure. I do like this. You know, I think that there's the opportunity to have, you know, stable six, eight, ten cards even when you take into consideration your Chase Freedoms, your City Dividends, your Discover cards, and then these bonus 5X cards. You know, average person listening to this show might not be all in on the credit card reward game, but you might have eight of these, you know, 5X cards. And in a quarter... Hey, eight of those, let's do the math. That's $12,000 and spend it five. That's 60,000 points a quarter. Do that four times a year, you're at a quarter of a million points. That's not bad just for playing the 5X game with what you already have in your cards. So it's worth bringing up here and and along with this next item, transfer bonuses. You know, if you're going to earn those points and then you transfer them out and you get even more points for them, that juices this even further in some cases. So we've got targeted transfer bonuses here. I want to talk about this first one first. I mean, it's uh, Amex transfer bonus to British Airways Avios. Well, just Avios in general, we can call it now. 40% transfer bonus. It's back, Robert. I love this transfer bonus. Speculatively have transferred at rates below this. And with the news of Cutter taking Avios as their currency and some phenomenal 70,000-point redemptions, this drops that down to 50,000 points. And the lower fuel surcharges of those Cutter redemptions, I mean, I absolutely love that one. How about you? You want to take that one further or you want to go on the next one? I, yeah, I would not speculatively transfer. I don't seem to be able to use uh, Avios as easily as you have. I just don't ever see AA award availability. So I wouldn't go so far as to do it speculatively. But, you know, we refer to it as the, the Avios standard. You know, so many airlines are adopting this. It really does become one of the biggest airline currencies. So we're, we're yeah. paying attention to it. And I think 40% is that number where it really starts to make a difference. You know, you see some of these promotions at 10 or 15%. And you do the math on it. And you're like, huh, yeah, that didn't really save me as much as I thought it, it did. It's, just, it's funny the way the, the math works out. It's not a 40% reduction in the, in the, the, the just the way the, the math works out. Say there was an award that was 100000 you don't get it for sixty thousand. You have you get a forty percent bonus on top of it, right? If I, am I doing the math right? You are doing the math right, Robert. It, yeah. it, it diminishes yeah. a little bit. It, it sounds greater than it is. So, yeah, I think it's good, and it does open up uh, Avios to do some great things. Uh, the West Coast to Japan becomes a very compelling redemption because of the, the distance based chart. Uh, and mm-hmm. that cut of redemption could be very good. I'll need to look into that if I if I am to get to the Maldives this summer. But I wouldn't go so far as to do it speculatively. But if you've been looking at your patterns historically and seeing it working for you, I, I think this is a great time to do it. Are, are, are you going to? Have you done some speculatively? Uh, I have in the past. And unfortunately, I'm still sitting on some of those due to cancellations from COVID. But, you know, the rest of these are a little lower, Robert. You want to take the next one? Yeah, Marriott Bonvoy at 25%. Uh, they must listen to the show because uh, this is from Amex. I said, you know, you should have a bonus on this every day of the week because of just how <laughs> unvaluable Marriott points are in general. You did say so that. Yeah. I'm glad they listened. 25% seems like something they could do 
every day of the week. If that was at 40, I might almost do that more speculatively than I would do uh, Avios. But hey, you know, different strokes for different folks, depending on what you're looking to do. Uh, a couple of 25% here to uh, chase to Air France. Uh, I've got, I actually am planning to fly on an Air France award per, purchased uh, with uh, a bonus at some point here. That, you know, so it seems like something I would never do, but here, here I'm going to do it next week. So, it, yeah. you know, yeah. again, nothing speculatively, but uh, also City, Evianca at 25%. Hmm. Boy, Evianca. Just mm-hmm. I don't. No. <laughs> it's sputtering big time. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Very low expiration threshold on that. Twelve months. That's I the one too. you really got to watch out for. These expire really. Twenty five percent doesn't do you much good. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of expiring miles, let's move to this next thing here, Robert. Where if we were giving Louse of the Week awards, I think it would go to American Airlines on this. Would you agree? Yeah, pretty tone deaf to start expiring miles here. <laughs> And they're not only just expiring miles. I mean, the, the news is American Airlines is expiring frequent flyer miles in their program again. They are retroactively finding the last date you did some activity and creating the expiration date based on that. I had some expiring in July of this year, but it's theoretical that some miles may have already expired as the time of this show is now after April 1st when they started expiring some miles. I don't like this at all. I think it's insane at this point in the game to expire miles. It's a cash grab. You know, I talk to family and people who don't play this game very much, and they go, oh, I've got about 27,000 AA miles. They probably don't anymore. Oof. They really don't know what they have. And so you've got a link here to the article on the news, but we've got a link in the show notes here to a four-year-old article on Milenomics, the blog, Robert, on how to really keep your miles from expiring for free immediately, and it's just book and cancel. I, I know a lot of people maybe aren't comfortable with that, but if they're going to play the game, I'm going to play the game too. What do you think? Straight to jail. Your account's probably already shut down. Probably, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of my accounts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that brings up a good point. I mean, if we're on borrowed time, we got to use these miles, Robert. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I don't think you're on borrowed no, time. No, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. <laughs> you stopped me from some terrible redemptions. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I've taken it pretty far. I mean, you know, on this show, I've talked about my dog having an American Airlines Advantage account. So it, one little thing to note is that children's <laughs> accounts do not re, do not expire. So oh, really? I think that, yeah, I think young Guillermo's miles are safe, and I don't need to worry about keeping them from expiring because he's just a little teenager at this point. So. I did not know that. Thank you for <laughs> – I'm glad to listen to the show. <laughs> uh, it, it's true. Robert, you want to close it out with this last thing? Yeah, Alila uh, Maldives uh, opens for booking at a Category 7, 30,000 points a night. Uh, excluded from Sweet Upgrades Award, as uh, they're prone to on some of these higher-end redemptions. But uh, interesting that they slotted it at 30,000 points a night, as opposed to creeping up to the Category 8, 40,000 points a night. You know, I'd love to split some time between the Park Hyatt there and this resort. You know, I think sitting in one place for you know five, seven nights might get a little boring, and it'd be nice to mix it up a little bit. But I think you might have to route back through Male. Is I don't know how they say it. I don't know, I don't know how you say any of these words. Uh, but I, th- I should probably pile this one on top of my Ritz Carlton Maldives. And Why not? <laughs> yeah. Collect them all. Quadruple book. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk on the on the page show this week about building in resiliency uh, uh, against rolling delays. You know, <laughs> double and triple booking at the airport. In case your your flight gets delayed by JetBlue flanking over to Delta or something like that, so yeah, I should have redundancy booked in my exotic uh, island vacations for the summer, even though I might not take any of them. What do you think? Category seven. If you're gonna go, you might as well save some money for some of the food and activities that you're definitely gonna have to spend on when you're there. So I like the idea of booking with points. I think it's a destination that takes a specific 
person to want to go to. And I don't know if that's me, Robert, but yeah, I don't know if it's me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like what you're saying about redundancy. I think it's a double edged sword. I can't wait to have that conversation because, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when all of the abilities to cancel without any penalties came into play, we said, oh, we're going to definitely be abusing that. And I think that it would be a nice bookend conversation because I think we have we've met peak cancellation and double and triple book uh, levels here with our our activities, our shenanigans, Robert. So I can't wait to have that conversation. And hey, had fun having this one, too. Excellent. We'll talk to you on the page show. You ready to close it out? Let's do it. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash malonomics. There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer, where we speak more freely about topics like these. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milenomics and Robert's at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.